illness, poverty, murder, and suicide. But with the bad came plenty of good, because these were also all the things that in one way or another brought us together as a team. We came from tight-knit neighborhoods and from families that provided discipline, even when those families consisted of neighbors and older siblings who stepped up in place of unavailable parents. We grew up in a time and place where parents knew only tough love and where survival of the fittest was all the philosophy we had. I would discover that my teammates took those challenges and disappointments and used them as fuel to become as successful in life as they had been on the field. They also took with them the undeniable fact that they were winners. Tough, strong, and driven with a deep, hard-earned sense of pride. After 40 years, we were finally all back together again, the old team once more. Players flew in from all over the country. Each man wore his jersey, and each took a turn speaking about his school, coaches, and the 74 season. As I listened in admiration, amazed to be surrounded by them all once again, a swell of pride overtook me. No other team in Bosco history could ever wear the green and gold with more pride than the 25 of us. Undersized and underestimated, we had accomplished the unthinkable. In that moment, I knew that the one badge we all still wear, the one that bonds us together for life, is the badge of champion. Summer 2010 when I came to America, I thought there were three kinds of kids. Catholic school kids, Jewish kids, and public school kids. Frankie Marcioni. Thank God the Boston police rejected my application, I said, shaking my head. I'd make a lousy detective. After three years, I've only found seven of us. Max and I had gotten there first, so it fell to us to wait buzzing with nerves I hadn't felt since my football days. Standing by the Charles River, looking down at our old practice field from atop the Starro Drive Bridge, I felt my chest tighten with nostalgia. After four long decades, members from Don Bosco High School's 1974 championship team were about to come together once more. Don't forget Coach Courier. You found him too, Kev, Max said, smiling. What made the search so difficult? Well, when Bosco closed its doors in 98, they didn't leave any resources behind for finding alumni. But trust me, I'm not complaining. This is a great beginning. Max Williams and I met in 2000 at Deerfield Academy, a world-renowned boarding school in western Massachusetts. My wife taught Chinese there. I was an assistant principal at a nearby public elementary school. Max's father, Bob, was Deerfield's athletic trainer, who also happened to be our neighbor. Max, himself a Deerfield alumnus, had been a three-letter man who, after college, went on to play professional hockey until he sustained a career-ending injury. Max is solidly built with long, flowing blonde hair more fitting for a man of the 70s. He's polished, well-mannered, and articulate but with a look that only other athletes can really pick up on. It's that, I'm cool, as long as you don't cross the line look. 
After hanging up his skates, Max headed out to L.A. to pursue his lifelong passion to be an actor and writer. During a Christmas visit, Max's dad looked over at me and said, Hey, Kev, tell Max about your coach, that Dempsey guy. Geez, Bob, it's Christmas, and that's a long story. Maybe some other time. Plus, I'm not sure the Dempsey story is appropriate for Christmas dinner. No, no, go ahead, Bob reassured me, smiling. Max will love it. Over the next hour and a half, Max hung on my every word. He didn't take his eyes off me for a second. When I finished, Max took a deep breath and exhaled slowly. I feel like I just sat through a movie. What a story. Kev, you've got to write this down. It would be a bestseller. Over the years, off and on, I attempted to write what simply became known.